What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. Do you know what I'm talking about? It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Just a whole lot of hoot and holler in here in the super secret broadcast location above Jacques Flower Shop. We're pleased to be joined by our good friend Felix Alvarado. He is the maestro of Straight A Academy located in Bedford. And whether you need or your student needs help with uh, overcoming the obstacles of a standardized test, uh, picking the right college, getting up to speed in a subject, or just full-scale private tutelage, Straight A's got something for you. And oh, so much more. Learn more at straighta.com. That's straighta.com. Good morning, Felix. How are you? Good morning, Rich. By the way, I think my son is taking the SATs for a second time this Saturday morning. That's right. So Uh, you've been working with him since the first set of results came out. What what are the kind of things... <clears throat> I know you probably get something planned, but I got two mm-hmm. things I want to talk about. Sure. So what are, what are some of the things that you, you know, he took the test, you told him what to get. So he actually got the actual test and mm-hmm. the actual questions that he asked and answered back. And you've been reviewing those with him. And how does that review, this sounds like a stupid question, but how does that review help prep him for the next test? So I was able to identify the reasons why he missed the items, right? Try to try to get inside his head to see what was he thinking when he answered thus and so. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we, I was able to, to point out to him, remember the strategy we talked about when you see this scenario, you need to make sure you read through at least one or two sentences afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then we would do that and we would see two sentences later, we see the clue. The clue. That reveals what he could have, you know, so that, that's just a simple example. Um, other cases, there were a couple of items where he he was like, why did I put that? You know, because he, so, he, so it was just an oops of some sort, right? Yeah, uh, that happens on those tests. Right. You, go, you go, I call it being bubble blind after a yeah. while. <laughs> and, and it's not beyond the kids to say, oh, the answer is A, but somehow bubble in B by accident. Right. Right? Little things like that can happen. Yeah. But I was able to um, isolate in a couple of instances where he just needed a, a refresher on a concept in the math versus hey, you forgot your strategy. And that is whenever they give you an ordered pair, look for an equation to plug it in and go from there. You know, so it's it's rather inglorious. It's not like, oh, mm-hmm. this is super, uh, you know, your algebra teacher might not be happy <laughs> with some of the strategies that I'm giving you, but it's more practical. Right. Uh, what kids sometimes call cheating, but it's legal cheating. It's not doing, you know, it's finding another way to answer the question. Yeah. You're not teaching to the test. You're teaching the test. I, I am, no, I'm teaching how to answer certain types of questions. Gotcha. On the test. Right. So um, that's, that's good. So when so he I, walks I, into, you know, central high on Saturday morning to take the SAT test again, uh, what's his, what do you think his mind frame is going to be? Well, I think he's definitely, definitely well prepared. He's going to go in. I think uh, what I'm hoping he's doing, what I asked him to do is spend a few minutes each night this week. So hopefully tonight and tomorrow night, spend about 10, 15 minutes Looking at his notes that he took from talking mm-hmm. with me, looking at previous practice tests, mm-hmm. looking at his what we call takeaways. What were your takeaways? What do you need to remember to apply next mm-hmm. time? 
You got beat on this question. I like to tell my students, you know, I'm a, I'm a poor sport. I hate losing, <laughs> right? Which is, you know, which is pretty obvious being a Michigan man and the whole Ohio State thing. I was like, I'm sick and tired of losing. We better beat Ohio State this year or else, right? I'm going to have a fit. Uh, anyway, so so I want them to be poor sports too. If they get beat on a question, I want them to go, you know, get, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get beat on that type of a question again. I'm going to remember to apply this strategy and I'll be okay. okay. Right. Good. So we get that. And now there's a controversy uh, coming out of the town of Merrimack. And I want to get your feedback on this. Uh, we had Bob Bevel here. He's a parent. He's got a, a town hall that he's arranged for Friday the 13th down there um, where parents uh, will can get informed about the district's new policy on homework, which he says has changed multiple times. I, I don't know if you heard that interview, but apparently Merrimack uh, Assistant Superintendent McDonough, I think his name is. Uh, advised teachers last May that they weren't to give homework anymore. And then that changed to, well, you give the homework, but we're not going to grade it. And then that changed to, well, we're going to give the homework, but we're not going to grade the minor homework. And the whole upshot is, and apparently teachers were were threatened. Um, if they discussed it, they just were supposed to follow the policy, not tell anybody what was going on. The school board has now looked at this twice. And basically the upshot is, is Merrimack is leaving homework to the honor system the teachers are collecting the homework, but they're not reviewing it or grading it. And somehow this is to improve education. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that that's going to improve education uh, in any way, but shape kids or form. Are, but, you know, they got to be responsible for their own yeah. education. So if they <clears throat> if they are not doing the homework on their own, why should a teacher force them to do it? Well, when the whole competency based thing came out, I can remember the superintendent of schools in Bedford uh, because I, I taught at Bedford High School the first two years it was open. Uh, I can remember the, the discussion we were all having, and we were saying theoretically, theoretically, according to this competency-based concept, a student could go throughout the entire year, come take the final, pass it, and show competency. <laughs> you know, in other words, do zero throughout the year and take the. Now that again, that's speaking in theoretical terms. That wasn't he wasn't talking about what school policy would be. Right. But um, was it Tim Mays at the no, time? No, no. Well, it's it's the now superintendent uh, Chip uh, McGee. Chip McGee, who who was then you know in charge of con- uh, curriculum, mm. and and so he made that observation as part of our discussion, and and then you know that was meant for us to be able to hash it out and say, well, what do we see as being the most important competencies in our subjects and so forth? So um, the idea was, and he, and he wasn't directing us to say we, need, we did or did not want to count homework, but that was just a, a part of trying to understand what do we see competencies at. And of course, Bedford was one of the first schools in the district. I think Litchfield was ahead of us maybe by a year in terms of applying uh, competency-based learning at the high school level. And and the, and the idea, again, I think my understanding f- from Merrimack is they're trying to say something similar. Well, if they can show competency on the tests, then what uh, What does the homework matter? That said, well, I, I, I'm I was always of the opinion that the homework was supposed to help you master what you were taught in class yeah. so that you could actually develop the competency. Ab- absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And that's why, and that's why I, I'm a little confused about the whole progression of things as you presented it, but uh, I know that whether or not they were assigned homework or not is not it was not the issue uh whether they were grading the homework as part of their grade and to me you know at homework doing homework and including that as part of your grade has always been i, I wouldn't call it controversial but it's always been on the table for discussion for teachers should we 
be give, uh, you know helping helping kids to pass who wouldn't pass if they didn't turn in homework, right? Essentially, yeah, and well, th- that's the one end of the express right. spectrum. So, and not grading the homework there, mm. you know, or counting the homework towards their overall grade. <clears throat> um, Bevel's argument, and I kind of agree mm-hmm. with it, is well, you're removing the whole benefit consequence equation of of doing the work up front. Um, Right, and the argument I think has been whether or not there's a, uh, the benefit f- in terms of your grade or not do, uh, for doing the homework or not doing it. It's always been something that teachers have wrestled with. To what degree should I count homework towards showing competency? Right. Uh, whether or not that competency was a part of the issue. I mean, this has right. been going on since well, I've been in, what, what, in education over thirty years, and that's always been one of the how much should we count homework? Right. Well, what about <clears throat> what about for the kids who suffer, you know, test stress? Yeah, and it definitely punishes what what I traditionally call the hardworking student who will grind it out. They'll they'll work hard. They'll they'll do the work, and then they don't do as well on the test, or, right? or they just have a bad day. They're mm-hmm. you know they had a uh, a sick sibling or whatever mm-hmm. it is. There are all kinds of reasons why you just might not mm-hmm. do well on a test. Like my 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 daughter wants to take the PSATs again because the week that she took the PSATs, one of her friends committed suicide. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that affected an entire school yeah. and probably its PSAT uh, performance, right? I would so, think so. Uh, you know, she clearly had, yeah. didn't have her head in the right place, but she had to take the test when the test came in. Yeah, I, I've always said to my students, keep yourself healthy, keep your head clear, because no matter how much training we do, if you're sick the night before, you don't get enough sleep or right. some sort of emotional stress hits you. I had a student who got in an accident on the way to to the test once yeah. and his scores were nowhere near where they should have been, of course, because he was all stressed from flustered from that. Um, I had a couple of, stu- I had a couple of students take the test uh, last summer, this in August, a number of students who took it. Uh, I will say they took it at Memorial and in a certain part of the, a certain number of the rooms were near the, the uh, athletic field. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was some sort of lacrosse, thing going on or, or, or field hockey, I think it was. And, uh, they, they were playing rap music really loud and the kids were all stressed trying to take the test. And I mean, Memorial has been great in the past as a, as a test taking place, but this was the first time they offered it in the summer. And so I, I don't know, somehow they weren't quite ready for it. And, and the, uh, the students were really freaked out and saying, we can't focus with all the rap music pounding. Right. And so the teachers closed the windows, but they could still hear it. Yeah. But then it got super hot in the room. And the kids were sweating. Yeah. And I had one student who her disposition is she's, she's, she's like a bulldog. She's like, I'm going to power through this. And she almost got angry and focused yeah. and she did better. And then, and then I had a, a, another student who was flustered by it and just his scores were like, yeah. way off where they should have well, I remember taking the SAT once and there was a guy in the class who violated all the rules and the proctor just sat there. I mean, he'd all of a sudden he'd be sitting at his desk and he'd, he'd kick back the chair and stand up and sit down. It was a terrible distraction. We've got uh, Bill in Merrimack on the line. His daughter goes to Merrimack. Hi, good morning, Bill. Hey, Rich, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. By the way, we it's need to have you on to talk about what's hap- happening. This is uh, K- Town Councilor Bill Boyd. We need to have you on to talk about what's happening with all the water stuff down there, so give me a call. Well, well, I'm happy to come in, Richie. I'll bring the coffee. You know that. Yeah, all right, decaf black. <laughs> you got it. So your daughter's hey, in Merrimack High. What's happening? So she's a sophomore there. They actually sent home a letter. And my wife and I, I'm not going to lie to you, we kind of we chuckled reading the letter. because and I, I don't have it with me. But basically, the theory is, is that homework is meant to complement what's being taught in class and shouldn't, should not be held 
uh, as a part of as a part of the final grade, final grade, or what they what they actually do on on the exam. So I said, so I said to I said to my wife, I go, are they encouraging kids not to do homework? And it and it the ambiguity of it. I, I've yet to been able to get a straight answer as to whether kids are exempt from doing homework or not. Well, when I read the letter a little bit, when I read a little bit more, I kind of got the feeling that homework was going to be corrected and was going to meant to complement the grade in that particular class, which goes back to when you and I went to school, Rich, which makes sense. I mean, I never got grades on homework. I, I got corrected, and we went over it the next day in class. So I'm, I'm, I'm really not clear as to what the intent is of the homework policy, except that they don't seem to be putting a strong emphasis on it. Yeah, well, I can tell you that my homework was graded when I went through school, and I, I know it counted, okay. to, it counted in some degree towards my overall um towards my overall grade i don't know what the what percentage of the overall grade because i think it varied right. from teacher to teacher and how they decided to do it but i know my homework is great i look at it this way and say look if you're not going to grade the homework then you are immediately removing an incentive from kids to do the homework and one of the arguments that i understand was made here was that well gee uh, you know, there are kids who uh, play sports and they don't have the same amount of time or there are kids who have to go to work and they don't have the same amount of time. So we're punishing those kids who have these extracurricular things by giving uh, grades uh, by grading homework. Um, and so we shouldn't grade the homework. We'll we'll we'll, ha- we'll put it on the honor system and we'll have the kids do their homework. Um, maybe they'll review it. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll grade it. Maybe they don't. But it won't count to their overall grade, which to me is taking away an incent- uh, a significant incentive to doing the work. But, but, but it's, it's a cop-out, Rich, because you and I were involved in extracurricular activities of when we were, we were going through high school. And we were And we still, we still, we still found a way to, to do our homework and get good grades to go to college. I think it's, it's, it's coddling, for lack of, lack of a better well, word. I mean, school. at a minimum... Like I said, I mean, I don't remember getting graded on homework, but I remember my homework being corrected, and I remember getting admonished that if I didn't, you know, if, if homework wasn't going to pass in, it would affect the grade at the end of the semester or the end of the year. So there was a punitive measure for not turning in homework. So regardless, the whole point of homework is so that you're prepared the next day to learn what was previously tossed and be able to take that step forward in learning that particular topic or what the particular subject that's being taught. The whole purpose of it. It defeats the purpose if you're not sending the kid home with, with instructions of what they need to do to prepare for the next day. This is this is executive functioning, Rich. Yeah. How do you expect kids to function in the real world if they don't have a, you know, and working with the manager or working with, with other people at a, at, a, at a job and not have some level of executive functioning? It's, I, it's disturbing on so many levels. I, I, I agree. Counselor, thank you for calling. we got to hit the break for traffic, for, weather, and sports. When we come back, uh, Felix Alvarado Hello. is chomping at the bit to answer some of the issues raised by uh, Counselor Boyd. Uh, with respect to the new homework policies and practices in Merrimack, about the best about which can be said at this point, there is confusion. And then I'm sure he's got his own things to move on to, which we will do. So we're going to take a quick break for traffic, weather, and sports. Here we go.